<sighs> so I'm sitting here on the toilet listening to the fantasy podcast. And all of a sudden, all this shit started running down my whole body. Because that's what it was. A pile of shit. Michael doing commentary for fantasy football is like Helen Keller and Stevie Wonder doing color commentary for the NFL. It just don't mix. It just don't mix. Hold on, hold on. I got a phone call. Hello? Oh, okay. Send it right over. Mike, that was a waste management calling me saying they want your team back. Thank you. Three, two, one, go. Welcome in to the second episode of the Third and Schlong Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm joined by Fennel Patel, the pot stirrer himself. That's not me, man. I've stayed away this season, more than usual at least. Yeah, uh, we've had actually a, a little incident today with some pot stirring going on with our commissioner. Yeah, yeah, that's taking control of his opponent's team. Man, that was a little, sus- that was a little suspect right there. It is, and of course, he's not going to reply to all the critics out there calling him out. No, he called it a beta move by me calling him out. But if I didn't say anything, then who knows what would have happened? So I took one for the team there. So. We got stocked in his team back because I think he's going to drop 380 points this week and get into the playoffs. So mathematically not out, um, just realistically out. So, But we will go ahead and dive into – you want to start with some standings and just where we're at right now, Fennel? <clears throat> yeah, you go over the standings and the matchups. And then obviously everybody already knows the implications for the week. I think there's, what, five teams that are – well, I guess if you count Myers, you got six teams fighting for three spots. Yeah, yeah, counting Myers because Myers needs quite a few things to go his way, but because he is a game behind, let's see, four of us currently. And if I beat Rin, he's in trouble because that puts us both a game ahead of him. So, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, we'll start out just kind of run down the standings real quick. Uh, JJ. Most Let's just skip enough. JJ. Yeah, just skip yeah. JJ talk. And uh, honestly, Dan too, and AP. Honestly. Well, we'll talk about Dan a little bit more. But JJ's nine and four. Um, Dan and JJ's clinched his bye week. That's all I'll say about him now. Dan is in second place, eight and five. Uh, AP is in third place at seven and six. Rin is in fourth place at seven and six. I am at fifth place at six and seven. Soli is at six and seven in sixth place. Seventh is Fennel at six and seven. McKinney is in eighth at six and seven. Myers is in ninth at five and eight. And Stockton is in tenth with a five and eight record and barely uh, any points. He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. His points are pretty bad. Honestly, pretty pretty bad. Everybody's counted out Stockton since like what, week five or six? Yeah, he's gone through a couple tough stretches and then bounced back a little bit and upset some guys. He stayed in it. I mean, based on the team that he's carried week to week all year. And he's even admitted it. He's even admitted he knows it's his worst year ever. So the team he's carried week to week, I would have thought he'd be like 3-10 and right now or something. So 
pretty good job picking up some scrubs. You know, he picked up Tevin Coleman, who had like 15 points last week, and he, he beat me. So hats off to Stockton for keeping it afloat, but uh, just not enough to get to the finish line. So, But mathematically, he's still in it. So we had to give him his team back. Because That's our, crazy. Our, That's crazy. I think this might be the first time ever where mathematically the entire league is still in contention going into the last week. Yeah. I I can't remember a time when we've had ten teams still in it, so with one week well, left. But So JJ's clinched. Dan has clinched now. Dan's clinched a playoff spot. He clinched last week, but he's still he, fighting for the bye week with AP. He is. He wins. He's got his bye week because he's a game ahead of the rest. But if he loses, that's where it gets a little muddy, especially if some stuff happens back here because then Dan gets mixed in with Possibly the, fourth the, the winner. Or if Ren wins, then he gets mixed in with uh, Ren and AP in that in that eight and six range. So he'll he can drop he loses, he probably drops to fourth. And if he wins, he stays second with the bye week. Just based on points uh, for that fourth place. But okay. um, Let's see. Next, we'll move on to AP's scenario here. Yeah, Dan's is pretty simple. It's just win and quit. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's either two or three for him. He loses. He needs Ren and AP to lose to stay in his bye. So, um, so Dan, um, I guess what we'll do is after your break, guys, people will tell them what they got to do. I guess Dan, if you win, you're number two, and you get a first round bye. If you lose, then you need AP to lose as well. And Ren. And Ren, yeah. Is. <clears throat> He's not ahead of yeah Dan. Dan is just above the Stockton range when it comes to points scored, and he's in fucking second yeah. place. So take defense that wins as, championships, man. Yeah, defense. That's what we'll call it. AP with sixteen seventy eight. Is he the highest scoring in the season? AP has the most points in the league. Yeah, by eighteen over JJ. And he's done it with the one running back. That's impressive. Yeah, I've never seen somebody with a zero running back strategy <laughs> do this well, but here we are. Um, so, so we'll move on to AP's scenario if you want to go off go off of that sheet or however we'll start with AP, Fennel. Well, I'm trying to find the matchup who he plays. He plays, he plays Kirby Dumb. Damn. Um, yeah, that's a big one right there. That could, yeah. So, I mean, if AP wins, that's big for the league, like playoffs, because I think he's probably going to secure. I think without, like, uh, I think Dan's going to lose just because he's so banged up. And I think AP, if he can pull it out against uh, Sully, he's going to clinch a first round bye. And that would also affect, so that would affect, what is it, four through eight? Because Sully's one of the ones fighting for the playoff spot. Yeah, but Dan can't fall below anybody with the six and seven record because he's two games up. So the farthest Dan can fall is fourth. Um, and 
AP here, his scenario is he wins and he clinches because then he'll stay a game up on fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. So that's pretty pretty easy, and he can clinch a bye week with a win and a Dan loss based on points because Ren can't even catch him in points. Yeah. So, so those uh, three, I, I I think they're 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 just locked in the top three for a playoff top, spot. Yeah, top three. I mean, AP is basically if we had like some kind of calculator for his playoff chances, he would be like a ninety nine percent because and Ren, AP and Ren have the same record, but. Ren is down there in points with us. Yeah, Ren is is pretty far back in points from the top three in the scoring. So, uh, yeah, yeah, AP, AP, yeah. but his scenario to miss is he would have to lose. He needs for do him- we even want to do we do even want to go through that because. It's like a point zero 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 one chance he doesn't make it. Here, quickly, I'll just read it then instead of instead of dissect it. AP to miss playoffs with a loss and Mike win and Sully win and Fennel win or McKinney win one of the two of you and finish behind all three of those that won in points. So yeah. that ain't gonna happen because he's like one hundred and fifty ahead. Yeah. So, essentially, AP is clinched. Yep. Um, That's the easy part. To, yeah, and moving on to Ren, his is a little simple, too. Um, basically, he clinches a playoff spot with a win because then he'll stay a game up on uh, all the six and seven teams. Um, he clinches a bye week with a win and a Dan loss, and an AP loss, or um, AP to win, and he outscores AP by like 105 or something. So basically, his path to the his path to a bye week is pretty tough. Possible, but tough. He pretty much needs AP to lose to get a bye week, um, and then Dan to lose, but. That might, I mean, it's not that far fetched, man. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not. I mean, super unlikely. So, um, but that's his scenario for a bye week. Um, well, yeah, in your matchup, yours and Rins, it's just so huge because either way, it's going to affect you know like the outcome of it because both of you are also fighting for one of those last three spots. Yep. So honestly, for both of you guys, it's honestly a do or, or yeah, do or die. It's either do or die, and then hope you get lucky. That's what yeah. our matchup is. Because if I beat Ren, that drops him to seven and seven and puts me above Ren. So we'll move on to to mine here. Um, Hold on, real quick. You have a shout out to JJ. Go ahead. A shout out to JJ. Yeah, he's a uh, live chatting with me. Oh, um, so we'll move on to my scenario and kind of tie it in with Ren since we play each other. So the winner of Mike and Ren is in. So if I win, I'm in because I'm already far ahead of Ren in points. And if I tie him 
and obviously I beat him, so I stay ahead of him in points. So that moves me up to fourth place. So I would clinch based essentially based on points. Um, or if I lose to Rin, then Rin clinches, obviously. So that's top four. And then I would need losses by two out of the three below me. So McKinney, Sully, and Fennel. I would need two of you to lose. That's if you lose. That's if I lose, because that drops me to six and eight. So I would need two of you guys to lose, assuming I stay ahead of you in points. Yeah. Which, so, yeah, which you, if that happens, you're going to be rooting for me and McKinney to lose. No, I'll points. be rooting. Yeah, yeah, I'll be rooting for you guys to lose. And then Sully, it doesn't really matter because Sully's the closest to me in points, but all I would need is a five or a six seed. So if he beats me in points, then that's fine. But I would need both of you to lose if I lose. So if I lose, then I'm kind of in trouble. Um, so that's really my whole scenario is since I'm ahead in points on you and, and you and McKinney, I basically need to win, get in or lose and hope both of you lose so that I stay in. And at that point, I almost need to hope Myers doesn't win too and outscore me because then We'll get to Myers' situation, but uh, Myers is only like 20 points behind me in, in total points. So Myers definitely has a shot to get in, but we'll move on to Sully first. Sully. Okay, Sully. Matchup. He plays AP. We might want to break that matchup down. That's, that's... that's a pretty big matchup, too, because... AP wins, and I mean, obviously he's already in, but AP has either secured the two or three spot with a win. Um, and Sully, with a win, essentially clinches a playoff spot as well because he's, what, like 80 points ahead of you two? Yeah. So Sully wins and he's in, basically. If he loses, he needs to hope both. He's the same scenario as me. He needs to hope both of you lose and that, or that I beat Rin because then, no, 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 that would, that would keep Rin ahead of a, a game ahead of Sully. So he basically has the same scenario as me where if he loses, he needs you and McKinney to lose too. And then to stay ahead of Myers. <laughs> But we can look at their matchup. Yeah, let's see. Sullivan has Brady against the Bills. That's kind of scary. Javante. Oh, no, that's Jamal Williams. Jamal. Jamal Williams. (laughs) Um, Which, what is J-Rob? Is he hurt? Uh, I think he just sucks. No, he's actually pretty good. Yeah, for some reason, he got benched for fumbling and Carlos Hyde didn't last week, so <laughs> uh, that doesn't make any sense. But J-Rob is starting the week limited in practice, so we'll see. I assume he's going to play, but um, so he'll move him up over J- uh, Jamal Williams, I would assume. <clears throat> yeah. Regardless, Buffalo? I think it's pretty close to what he's going to be starting or getting. 
Brady's playing Buffalo, so uh, that's a tough matchup, and he's got four net too, so that's a tough defense. But I mean, it's the Bucks, so they're going to score. It could be a shootout. It could. He's got Justin Jefferson, who's pretty much the best wide receiver in fantasy right now. He yes, currently he's better than Cooper Cup, like in the last five weeks. Dude. And then with Thielen going down, man. Yeah. And playing Pittsburgh. So, I mean, Pittsburgh doesn't have a very good pass defense. So, that's going to be a big game. Terry McLaurin seems to always play well against Dallas, I feel like. Um, and Deontay Johnson, too. That's going to – that's a big game for Sully is the Vikings and, and, and Steelers. So, Dude, Deontay Johnson's so slept on, man. Yeah, he had a big game last week. He's one of those two with Jefferson's been good those last these last five weeks and kind of well, helped. He's been Sully good get... all season. He's been able to stay healthy this year, unlike yeah, last year. He's been on a on a specifically on a tear the last five weeks, though. That's why Sully's kind yeah. of made a little run here at the end of the season. He was kind of down and out a couple weeks ago, but I think I'm just gonna say if Sully makes the playoffs, he's winning the league. It's still Sully though, so I can see him choking it away like the Cowboys. No man, he has like he's got every position filled, man, except for RB, that Jamal Williams. Well, he does have J Rob there, so J Rob, yeah. And him, I think he's got the best team with the most upside on average for like first lot. He's got a well-rounded team. Yeah. AP on the other hand here, he's got Aaron Rodgers. Um, with a good matchup against the Bears on Sunday night football. He's going to rip them. Dude. That's going to be a 30-burger right there. Um, <laughs> hey, Devontae uh, Adams the... just posted – he just yeah, popped up on the pra- on the injury report like an hour ago. He'll be good. Uh, with, it's a hammy, though. We'll have to see. Was it a hammy? I thought it was like an ankle. Uh, it's a hammy. It says in his bio. Well, he's always had a lingering hammy issue. I know that. I think that's why he missed maybe three or four games last season, early in the season. Was that one not turf toe, or was that two years ago or something? You might be right. Let me go. You keep talking, I'll look it up. But AP's receivers are just, I mean, the best in the league right now, I think. Maybe even better than Yeah, Southern. man. And then he fuck, or he freaking drafts, uh, not drafts, he uh, picks up Elijah Moore. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Elijah Moore is literally a wide receiver one now these last five weeks. Uh, and Devontae and Cup, I mean, it's just unstoppable. And then Gronk has just decided to come on and be like 2014 Gronk. So AP is pretty stacked too. The only thing is, I think he's got the quarterback right this week with Rodgers on Sunday night football. But going forward, he's going to start the wrong one out of Rodgers and Lamar every single week. So, All right. So last season, September 20th, 2020, Devontae got hurt, and it was a – what they're calling it is a thigh injury strain grade two. And there's Fennel with our useless stats department. No, I'm just saying that Hammy has been like a lingering thing for him. Yeah, yeah. So, as long as AP gets Devontae, though, this one's going to go down to the wire, I think. This will be a pretty cool – Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think it's going to be a, like a high-scoring one, too. It'll be fun to keep up with. I sure hope it's not a high-scoring one because I can't have Sully passing me. He's 20 behind me. so. Um, but we'll move on from Sully's uh, playoff scenario because basically his is the same win and get in, and 
lose, and he needs Fennel and McKinney to lose and stay ahead of Myers. So he loses. He needs a couple things to happen. Um, if so, look, yeah, if Sully just wins, if he wins, he's going to make a spot based off points with him and Rin, yeah. regardless of your outcome with him. So moving on to you, you Fennel. You yeah, need a win cool. and some help because you need a win and either me or Sully to lose. That guarantees you a spot. Yeah, um, I need I need Rin to win as well. That would help me just based off records. That would but, just put you at seven or six and eight. Let's say you do win and either me or Sully loses. You also have to stay above McKinney in the points tiebreak or hope he loses. Yeah. So the me- easiest way for me is just to have Rin win and I win. And I'm in. Rin, yeah, if Rin wins and you win, you still have to stay above McKinney. That's the thing. No, that'll be close, though. It's going to be just about points. And McKinney plays Stockton, who he ran a a, a, a military yeah, can, can we, can on Can we get an official team. word on that? Like, that's got to be against fantasy rules or yeah. something. Apparently, our commissioner thought that because I said better luck next year on my handwritten playoff scenario sheet that Stockton was eliminated. Um, I was more doing that as a joke, but he is the same record as Myers, and Myers can still get in. So even okay. though it's literally almost impossible for Stockton to get in, it's mathematically possible. So. Well, he's put in uh, both of the Packers running backs for Stockton. No, he gave Stockton his team back. Oh, damn. Stockton? So, Stockton, <laughs> he's not going to do ads or drops out of respect for the integrity <laughs> of the decision of the commissioner. But, um, and he won't trade, but he has control of his team because he couldn't even see it in the team tab is what he said. So, it's like... Yeah, what's the point? So, uh, but... Going forward, if you're eliminated, the four teams that don't make it, I think McKinney's going to remove you from the team because you can't actually lock people in sleeper right now. So, um, but anyways, yeah. So, Fennel, your scenario is pretty tough. You win. You need a couple things to happen. You need McKinney to stay behind you. You need either me or Sully to lose um, because you can't really catch us in the points tiebreak. So. Yeah, I'm going to be rooting for Ren. And honestly, McKinney, I didn't even bother writing his out on this paper because his scenario is the exact same as yours. You guys are like six points different. So McKinney's is the exact same. He needs to jump you in points and hope that either me or Sully loses. So. All right. Then it's down to who? Myers. Do we want to do Myers? Or... Down to Myers. I think My- we've done enough by just acknowledging that he's still in the playoff like race. I, look, I'll 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 do this quickly because I did write it out. Um, so obviously he has to win. He loses, he's out. So he has to win, and then he has to have three out of the following four lose their matchup: me, Sully, Fennel, or McKinney. Three of those has to lose. Then Myers can get in based on points tiebreak because he's quite a bit ahead of you and McKinney too. So if both of you lose and he win, <laughs> the disrespect. Go ahead. So 
if he gets in, it would have to be because you and McKinney lose, Myers wins, and either me or Sully loses because he would have to tie us and then pass us in points. So, If that happens, I don't think I can talk to Zach for at least six months, man. Do you know the amount of like shit he's going to talk? It's like two of the people he hates the most in his life, me and McKinney. Yeah. Like he can get into the playoffs. He can get into the playoffs this week and he will treat it like he won the title. Yeah. (laughs) Like he will, he will get like clapped by like 40 points in the first round because he traded Reek away, but he would treat it like he, he won a championship. So it's like that meme uh, of the staircase, you know, and they show that guy that's like celebrating, but he's at the bottom of it. (laughs) (laughs) So. That's Myers' situation. He, like, if he was betting, like, on a parlay in third and schlong, um, he would say, is this real? Does the sports book, <laughs> are they going to give me $100,000 for my $10 bet if I do this? That's. Dude, that's he was so sure that is the greatest thing. <laughs> he was so sure. He's like, holy crap, these guys are stupid. They're going to pay me how much to take a 16? These are sure bets. <laughs> Oh, but that's Myers' scenario, and Stockton has the same scenario as Myers, but he needs to score like 400 points this week. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think everybody's going to be keeping an eye on the scores this week on Sunday, like the entire league, really, just to see what's going on with all the matchups. I think it'll be fun. It'll be a fun day. Definitely the wildest week before the playoffs in this league's history. I think yeah. so. And then we got JJ. Man, JJ's just chilling. He's been the best team, the most consistent team all season, really. Sounds a lot like one team I watched all season, Mike. What is that, Georgia? Yeah. You know, postseason's a different story. And I hope JJ's not getting complacent up there. Are you saying JJ is the Georgia of third and schlong? This year, yeah. Well, I mean, his, dude, he's went off his rank. There's no way those running backs can keep it up. Yeah, like, and I don't regression know. Regression is real, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do like – I mean, Jonathan Taylor is just – I mean, that's the Colts' whole offense. Like, So if the Colts have a whole down week and they only score like 10 points one week, then he may have a down game, but he still may score that one touchdown that they <laughs> score. So Taylor is a given, but Mixon – has to he's got to be on um and actually i don't think he realizes that miles sanders is on a bye oh he realizes he realizes and he added julio jones that's wow that's really good for you he's got julio as flex i think we should just go over every team for like two like two minutes and give everybody their shout out on what they've done i guess if you want to do that yeah we'll start with Let's start, start with your team. Start with your team, Fenn. No, no, let's just go down the rankings. Fine, 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 JJ. JJ, QB strong, Josh Allen. Then obviously he has the two-headed monster at running back, just insane. Diggs, solid receiver one. He's really not went off yet, like, you know, like a 30, 40-point game. But yeah, still a solid receiver. And he kind of kept him all season, too. And I think he picked up OBJ, is that right? which is looking like a pretty good move. Yeah, he picked him up like five days before he was cut from the Browns. Yeah. So 
That's a good ad. Then Claypool, he's kind of had him all year. I think what he's done at tight end all year is uh, a little, like, I don't think people realize it. Because tight end is hard as it is, but he's kind of balanced it even though I think he gave me Andrews week four or something for Logan Thomas. And I think as soon as he got him, Thomas went down. So he's been, I think he's been able to play his whole, like, everything. Well, he was weak at pretty well this season, too. Well, his trade of the year is obviously trade raping me, getting Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah. I gave him Austin Eckler. I mean, he gave me Austin Eckler. I gave him Taylor, Henderson, and Claypool. And literally, literally, the week that I gave him Taylor is when, if you look at his fantasy week by week, is when everything started turning green every single week. So, trade of the year right there by JJ to get the fantasy player of the year at a super cheap cost. Um, no, and you're right. He was able to get him cheap as hell. He, he he basically swapped Eckler and Taylor. I mean, Eckler is still great. I mean, I'm happy with Eckler, but I mean, I'd rather have Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. I may have won a few more matchups if I had Jonathan Taylor. So, um, okay. on, to, on to Dan. Do you want to start this one? or Dan, man, you everybody in this league... Just, I mean, like, like, kind of hates you, bro. Like, because, <laughs> because your team has been so bad for so long this year, but you've eked out these little squeaky little cheesy wins that, like, uh, I just don't understand it. Like, you even have a decent amount of points scored against you, but you have the second lowest in the league. Like, how, how do you have that many points scored against you, that few points scored for you, and you have... And eight and five. <laughs> what was that? It's the Kurt Angle you suck chant. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan knows that he's he's kind of squeaked by and gotten a little lucky. But he does have a decent team getting into the playoffs here with Kittle and Higgins yeah, coming Kittle, around. Kittle's on a tear, isn't he? Yeah. And, Higgins and, and Lockett now with Russell Wilson's a lot better. Um, let's see. He's got DeAndre Swift. He's wanting to get healthy for the playoffs. So, And he's got A.J. Brown that can come off IR if he gets a bye week and play in week 16. So, so Dan, Dan got screwed because he had so much uh, trade value or just value in general that went to waste because of McCaffrey. That's, that's like insane value right there, and he got nothing out of it. Same with Ridley. Those are, like, really two elite players, and that's the beginning of the story for him, really. Yeah, he had a lot of bad luck this year, which is why he renamed himself the Injured Reserves times five. (laughs) Um, Happens every year, it feels like. (laughs) So, yeah, his team has had a lot of bad breaks, so that's why the points are a little lower than what you would expect from a number two seed. But... He's found ways to win every single week, even with his opponents, you know, scoring a decent amount. Yeah, he, had, um, he got he got Russ. Russ has been disappointing. Running back, he's got Swift and Chubb, but that's not bad. And based on his points for to points against uh, ratio, yeah, that means when he lost, he really lost big. Like he did it right. So, <laughs> uh, his receivers so. are all I don't. Middle 
middle of the pack. Kittle is his best player, and really, he was hurt half the season, too. <laughs> so, Dan yeah. somehow was able to, I don't know what he did, but just maneuver to an 8-5 record somehow. So, more power to you, Dan. You better hope you win this week, or else you're going down in the first round, boy. So, number three is AP. And AP has kind of one of the best rounded rosters, I think, too. Yeah. Uh, besides his RB2, because uh, he literally doesn't have anybody like worthy of starting right there. I mean, Damian Harris, I guess, when he's healthy. I mean, the Pats just ran the ball like 60 times the other night. So, But with Rodgers and Jackson, he's got two good quarterbacks that he just can't decide which one to play every week. No, it's only one. Lamar Jackson sucks. Yeah, he does, but he still starts him every week. I don't understand. <laughs> um, Nick Chubb, I mean, with Kareem Hunt back now and Dearness Johnson still, I mean, he's earned some carries. So, I mean, that's a crowded backfield, but Nick Chubb is still, I mean, by far the best running back. There. <coughs> he's always good for a big play and like 15 carries a game. So Yeah, and he's had Rodgers and Chubb all season too, so. And then there's nothing really we need to say about his wide receivers because it's clear they're the best in the league, I think. Cup, uh, Adams, and now Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore, yeah. And with Corey Davis going out for the season, yeah. Elijah Moore is legit. Like, he may be a wide receiver one going forward, too. So um, He's got Schultz and Gronk. I think those are two good plays, too. Gronk yeah. is basically – yeah, I think Gronk is, is uh, worthy of the flex spot there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Gronk is – he is averaging more points per game this season than Travis Kelsey. It's just that he's been hurt, so his points total are down. But yeah. he's averaging more points per game, yards per game, than Travis Kelsey. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Gronk is, is great. Antonio Brown, I mean, he may, he probably ain't coming back this year. Just yeah. He's been out since week six with a, a, an ankle roll, like an ankle sprain. And a heel yeah, whatever injury, it is. whatever yeah. it is, and now he's got a fake vaccine card that they're suspending him for. So, I mean, AB probably won't play again for the Bucks, honestly. How do you uh, even get access to a fake vaccine card? Like somebody in the pharmacy or like somebody, somebody wherever your vaccination site is. Yeah, if you have one or no, I mean, that's all they do is just write your vaccine info on there, so you can clearly get one. Like, but. Um, but yeah, so anyways, Antonio AP's... Brown, if he were to come back, then AP would be able to start AB at flex and move Gronk to tight end, which would make it a little bit, his team a little bit better, but, um, I, I think he's perfectly happy, man, like with Schultz and Gronk, because anytime you can fill the tight end slot, it's, it's a good feeling, but let alone you got two of them that you're not even worrying about to start, that's, you know. Okay. Yeah, and Dalton Schultz is good too. I just yeah. that Bucks <laughs> offense, man. If because Brady for some reason just loved AB, like just loves him. So I mean, if you can get two pieces of that passing attack, yeah. I would do it. But yeah, but, overall, I mean, AP's really not traded much besides he traded for Chubb, but he's been one of the highest scoring teams. I feel like every week, and he's not really traded anything. Just stuck with it. So, moving on to Rin's team. Rin has 
just had some bad luck. He's been decimated at running back this year between Derrick Henry, who won't play again in the fantasy season because his return is saying they're saying January. Um, and if he does, if Ren does make it to the championship, then that would be when they're looking at maybe playing Henry, I think, is week 17. Is that is that right? Let's see. <coughs> Uh, I think actually, I think no, his, his projections are gone for all the whole regular season, so yeah, uh, yeah, Rin just got screwed, man. And then with Dalvin Cook, too, I mean, Cook was hurt for, I mean, maybe I don't know how long Rin owned Dalvin Cook, but I, I don't feel like Rin got to start him, but maybe like three times, so oh, really? Um, yeah, so, Rin. Written, I think I don't think he's had a huh. well. He's had Jalen Hurts all season almost, so he's he's had him. He's had well. He said the running back troubles with the injuries, and somehow he has Barkley and Zeke right now, which I mean isn't super great. Just because the Giants this week are going to have to start Jake Fromm. No, they're not. They're saying if Glennon or Glennon is going to start. Oh, did he clear? Con- is he going to clear concussion protocol? <laughs> Probably not like by the books, but you know, like anybody with Jake from. <laughs> yeah, well, then a woozy Mike Glennon is going to start this week for the Giants. So Saquon has been pretty. So I think been pretty bad since their bye week for the last three weeks. He's eleven, nine, and thirteen. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, yeah, for my sake, I hope Ryan has a bad week. Let's just say that, but. Yeah, I mean, oh, just in general, his entire season, man, he he got screwed middle of the season, and he's kind of just it's it's been an odd ride, man, because he had like the, some weird receivers there for a while, and he still does. But. Yeah, he had he had Cooper and Lamb for a couple of weeks, but Cooper, I think he only had to start Cooper maybe once or twice too. So, um, well, he's fighting for a playoff spot even without all the injuries, so. So you remember last week how I talked shit about Stockton's team on the podcast and then he came out and clapped me? Yeah. So I think Ren has the best team in the league and I can really see him getting a big dub this week and getting into the uh, – let's see, I can see him getting a bye week and passing Dan in points and having AP lose. So my prediction is that Ren wins and gets to the number two seed. Hmm. That would be a disgrace, but – I mean, Brandon Ayuk is actually oh. coming on strong. No offense, um, DK Metcalf um, has a strong bounce back uh, opportunity against Houston this week. Yeah. Um, you know, Zeke, you know, said this, you know, today that he's feeling great. Um, so, you know, that's good. So here's the other thing with Zeke. And I think what I'm going to say is probably going to speak to what happened early to middle of the season. But I don't know. If anybody heard, I'm sure a lot of people did. But uh, before the season, McCarthy said they were going to watch Zeke's touches and save him for the playoffs. Because apparently last year, they like, or the last couple of years, they ran his ass to the ground during the regular season. So yep. if you see Zeke's touches numbers like going up over the next three to four weeks, then you can trust McCarthy because he literally said that's what we're going to do. But. Like, We'll see what actually happens. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if Zeke turns it up here. But he's got the injury now, so I guess you can't really expect that. 
But Zeke, if you go back his last five weeks since week eight, his snap percentage went from averaging about 70% to 53, 49, 69, 64, 64. So it has come back up a little bit these last three weeks. But for I'll just go ahead and say Tony Pollard's too good to keep off the field too. Yeah. He's efficient, man. He's so efficient with his touches. Like it, the Cowboys may be regretting that they signed Zeke to what does he have two or three more years on his deal? Something like that? No idea. That's something you gotta ask McKinney. So or I can just Google it. So um Yeah, I Tony Pollard has really, really earned his his playing time. So, um, honestly, they're both kind of good starts, Zeke and Pollard. Um, I've started Pollard when I own Zeke, I think maybe two or three times this year, and it's worked out. I mean, he gets over 10 points. So, but uh, anyway, enough about the Cowboys running back situation. So, Ren, overall, I do like Ren's team. Um, it's in a better spot this week than it was last week, I think, after his trade with McKinney. Um, getting two, you know, two, I know they're not two elites anymore, um, just based on what they've done these last few weeks in this season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, st- more stability at running back right there. So, yeah, uh, I just like Ren's uh, moves he's made. Really, since all the Derrick Henry stuff started, he's kind of maneuvered his team fairly well. It's odd because I don't think many people would do what he's done in terms of the trades, but it works for him. So, so <clears throat> champions of life. Move on to the uh, champions of life. I'm going to recuse myself from this portion of the podcast and let you review my team. Uh, oh my God, this piece of shit team. Okay. Mahomes, I guess he's still good, even though people have been just. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to let me think of how your team was. Really, you got probably the best, the second best running backs here, and you've had Eckler and who was it? Zeke all season, right? Zeke all season, and then traded Zeke. Um, it was a a trade around Zeke and Kamara, but yeah, I got Kamara. Yeah, I think oh, just yeah. Overall, I think you got the better end of that because it helped your team. And that did come out today and say that Kamara is returning against the Jets and Mark Ingram is out. Yeah. So yeah, dude, he might Kamara go is about to go off, hopefully, against the worst run defense in the league. Either him or Taysom Hill is going to have 30 this week. Hopefully both, because they ain't got much else on offense. And then at receiver, I think I, think I told you all year I didn't like your receivers, including Evans. And he somehow... You upgrade. I think you you have upgraded that receiver with Jamar Chase, but yeah, DJ Moore and Cooper. DJ Moore is just their. I like him just because he's their best offensive player now on that team. Yeah. So they're gonna try to get him involved in some way every week. So. And so, I mean, Cooper was just kind of a dart throw. I needed to get rid of Hunt because. Devontae Freeman is actually doing pretty good for the yeah. Ravens right now. So I kind of trust him at flex. So I just wanted to get rid of Hunt and get a, a another receiver after Adam Thielen went down. But And then you have Hawkinson. You've had Hawkinson all season. And Dude, there's, kinda... I mean, if you don't have Kelsey 
or Gronk at this point. I mean, it doesn't matter who you're tight end. Put some respect on Andrew's name. Mark Andrews, too. Yeah, those three. Those three are the most consistent. But, I mean, like, outside of that, you're getting – you don't know what you're getting from tight end every single week, no matter who you start. Because, in theory, Hawkinson should be in that territory where, you know, they get 10 targets. And, you know, I mean, they get decent volume and touchdown chances every week. But it's just – I don't know what's going on with tight end this year. Just It's either hit or miss – Every week, so yeah. might as well just stick I mean, it out with hockey. I don't think I don't think you've had any injuries this season, right? Um, I've had Thielen go out. Now he'll be out oh, probably yeah. for a couple weeks, okay. and then I've had to wait on Kamara uh, for two weeks. I think that's not even bad, man. Or yeah. actually, just one week on Kamara. Yeah, I've not I've not had bad injury, you know, bad injuries this year. And so. I think if you did have even just one injury to a decent player based on how your season is and where you're at. I don't think you'd be in this position. I think you might have been eliminated by now. Oh, well. But overall, I think – I mean, you had good players from the start, and they performed, so that's, that's why. Because you've had some weeks where you just went off. And Thanks I, to I, Eckler, I, mostly. Yeah, yeah, Eckler and, and Evans. And I, I think I had the – Number two steal of the draft also, and Jonathan Taylor at number 14 overall. Um, AP, obviously, Cooper Cup was like a fourth or fifth round guy. So, I mean, that's the number one steal. Yeah, I drafted drafted, uh, Amari Cooper three picks before Cooper Cup was gone. (laughs) It's sad. Um, But, but, yeah, like I said, overall, you've had had good players. And, and, you know, there's not a clear-cut – number one team I don't think either I mean I think you can look at a a handful of teams and say that team can beat that team if this happens so um I've just got I've got a team that's my review of my team I have a team hopefully one that is contending so we'll leave it at that but Sully the obvious clear dark horse obvious um in a win and get in situation you know, um, he is right up there at receiver with AP. Yeah, I mean yeah. Justin Jefferson, Deontay Johnson, and Terry McLaurin. That's as good as you can get right now at receiver, dude. So, Soli has traded for once, like actual, like valuable players, and I think he's got the best team. I think I said it earlier in the podcast. I said it last week. But I think he's got so much upside at every position, it's insane. Like, even even with a 43-year-old Tom Brady, I think he's got the team that's going to be the one to beat, probably him versus J.J., but I think Soli had injuries maybe early or midseason, and that's when he kind of fell back a little bit. But he also just had bad luck because people are going off on him. But here we are. Yeah, his, his points against total is ridiculous. It's – one thousand seven hundred and eighteen. To put that into perspective, the Somebody highest scoring scored. team in the league is AP. Damn. Sully has had more. Let's yeah. see. Sully has had. Let's see. Twenty-two and eighteen is forty. He's had forty more points scored on him this season than the highest scoring team has scored in the league this year. That's absurd. So. 
everybody has just been going the hell um, off on Sully. I think I might have went off on Sully too. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody did, honestly. I mean, even if he won, it was like 140 to 130. Yeah, so. Sully, Sully, I think he's one of those people where he's just like, he knows if he gets in, he's got a really good chance at uh, winning the whole thing. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I just hope I don't play him in the first round if I get in. That's I want to avoid him. Well, us. It'd be a real shame if he didn't make the playoffs. So I know it would be a real shame to open up the you know the first round to some easier competition. But but Probably. running back, honestly, too, if you take out Jamal Williams and you know say he's got J. Rob, Daryl Henderson, and Leonard Fournette. I mean, Leonard Fournette's an RB1, so... Yeah, he's got Henderson at RB2, man. He's set. So, I mean, that's that's decent. I mean, it's not the it's not the best set of running backs, but it's it's good enough for how good he is at other positions. Yeah, he's like... Yeah, I mean, he's got Tom Brady and Travis Kelsey complimenting along with his receivers. So, I mean, his running backs are perfect. So. <coughs> Dolly, you're... The obvious dark horse, you got to be itching to just make the playoffs, and you got to know that, you know, you got a good chance to win it. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So, Fennel, if you'll recuse yourself from this portion of the podcast, I will give you an honest review of your team. All right. Kyler Murray back and healthy, you know, good quarterback. Um, really, all you can ask for. Uh, Cordero Patterson and Antonio Gibson. Really underrated running backs. Honestly, you look at them and kind of cringe, but they're they're actually a pretty good, you know, RB one borderline. You know, Gibson has really come on these last few weeks. So, a uh, good set of running backs. Um, I mean, you got Tyree Kill. That's self explanatory. Keenan Allen with the COVID positive. Um, that's tough for this week, but you know, Keenan has really been one of those that's come on these last few weeks too. Um, and then for the week, you know, you got Russell Gage, Brandon Cooks, and Valdez Scantling to choose from at wide receiver three. Don't forget Nick Westbrook Akine. No, I forgot him already. Um, for my Titans fans out there. Yeah, all all five of them. Um, so Mark Andrews, obviously a top tight end. All you can ask for there. And then the only thing that you have against, going against you is – having the dart throw play at flex because you have a handful of guys that, you know, yeah. could go off. So it's really based on decision, which, which I, I try to avoid. Obviously I want a clear, I like to keep handcuffs and then a clear, you know, flex. So you leave the decision making part out of it, but you know, you have a bunch of good flex players. So you have to choose between them every week. So, um, but overall, you know, you can make some noise in the playoffs if you make it and a couple things go right. So definitely another team that, you know, is peaking, I would say, at the right time because you started 0-4 yeah. and you've been 6-3 and since. So, you know, making a good late season run. So lost. I think I've lost two matchups too, man, by like single digits. And one of them was against Stockton. You know, you can't, you can't lose to those bottom – Bottom teams, you know, you got to finish them. So, so it's all said and done. Stockton could be the reason I don't make the playoffs. <laughs> same, 
same. He beat me this week. <laughs> so um, that's the review of your team. You know, in a good spot, I think. You just need to make it. McKinney. <laughs> yeah, here we go. This is going to be fun. You know, Dak is a good quarterback. There's just the bust potential. He's one of those, I mean, kind of like Mahomes where, you know, he could just He's kind of He kind of went back and forth there with Dak, didn't he? He had Dak, traded him away, and then got him back. Is that right? I think so. I don't know. I feel like McKinney's had Dak like 12 different times the last three years. So, <laughs> um, But, you know, good quarterback has a really good matchup this week against Washington. Um, Dude, I don't know, man. Let's get into play those weird games. The uh, football team has let up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Yeah. Well, that's so, and it's, yeah, he's been solid at quarterback all, all year. He didn't, he's not had any injuries there. So he can't really say much based on performance. The one thing I'll say about McKinney's team is that I have no clue what to think about his running backs because yeah. <laughs> Dalvin Cook could play or could not play, you know, every single week. Um, David Montgomery is just – he's one of those guys that you look at and he's a good player, but I don't ever want to start him in fantasy. I don't want to rely on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just not – He's not sexy, you know what I mean? Not one of those sexy fans. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like, like that. He what? Pass, he doesn't pass the eye test when you stare at your lineup for two hours. So you could have said anything but sexy. Like he doesn't appeal. He's not the, appealing. Or... The idea of starting him is not sexy. Not, not, like, my, you... not the actual person. Have you ever actually roster baited? Because I'm starting to think you have. Not gonna lie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but it's then, so sexy. Hold on. You saying sexy is the equivalent, like weirdness, of uh, Nick Saban saying the rat poison you gave us this week was yummy. Look, man, it's just trying, just trying to make it for an entertaining podcast right here. Hold on, I'm gonna call EP. Oh, if he's calling me, I mean, I'm not gonna let him on. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be weird if my speakers suck on my computer. Um back to McKinney's team. Solid QB play. When did all this running back start running back thing happen for him? Because I feel like he wasn't this like vulnerable. Well, season. he had Camara and then he traded him to me for Zeke. So that that was where he took I know Zeke, I mean Camara was, was hurt when he traded him to me, but I think Kamara, even with Taysom Hill, is still a better start than Zeke. So I think that was where he started. And then he tried to panic sell Zeke after one week. So he ended up trading for uh, Dalvin Cook. So McKinney had McCaffrey. That was way, way back when. Yeah, and then he got rid of him and eventually ended up with Kamara. I think he rode Kamara for a while because he got Kamara after his bye week. And I remember him telling me, dude. He's already had his bye week. It's already week six. And then I guess he ended up turning that into what he has now, along with some injuries. McKinney saying he's set because of, uh, for the rest of the season because a player has already had his bye week is like a starving homeless man saying, I don't want that sandwich. I don't think he, he didn't say all season, but, you know, like for the regular season. Because that's when the whole bye week stuff starts is after week six. But receiver is pretty good. I mean, CD, Hollywood, and Mike Evans. I mean, he's got 
I mean, Mike Evans has just got the touchdown upside every single week. So he's always... I think he's got a lot of upside right now with Evans, Brown, and Lamb. Apparently he's convinced himself or told himself he's got to have a lot of upside at receiver based off who he's starting. I mean, McKinney's team top to bottom is has a lot of upside, but a lot of those players have a low floor. Yeah, team, so. yeah. But McKinney very well may drop 160 this week and still miss the playoffs. So, um, but I mean, he's he's put himself in a position to be competitive in the playoffs too. So that's all you can ask for at this point in the season. So, I think there was a point earlier, like around week eight or something, where I thought McKinney had the best team, and then one thing led to another. He always trades it away. He always trades it away. Overall, good team. I think he's been screwed with injuries as well, even if this has been like two or three weeks. But good managing, I guess, all around. And moving on to Myers, we'll do him a little quicker. Um, Look, he he sneaks into the playoffs, and I don't want to play him. I'll just say that. You don't want to play him? I don't want to talk to him, dude. (laughs) My God. His team... Matt Stafford, Najee Harris, James Touchdown King Connor. Yeah, man. He is the LeGarrette Blunt 2.0. He made a great move now, you can say, on uh, getting Connor. His receivers are actually pretty good. Chris Godwin. Yeah. Hunter Renfro is good. Hunter Renfro is my boy, dude. That was all he needed was Henry Ruggs to kill a person by fire. Come on. To be good at fantasy football. Um, Jalen Waddle is – he's literally a top five receiver right yeah. now. Like, I – you know, the worst trade of the year, looking back, if everybody were to go and analyze every trade, the worst trade of the year would be me trading Jalen Waddle to Ren for Henry Ruggs straight up. Holy <laughs> – This was like after week four or five when – Waddle was getting before Ruggs, you know, murdered a person, and Ruggs, I mean, excuse, and Waddle was getting like twelve targets, but was only catching like three passes a game. Yeah, like Waddle struggled with Tua to start the year, and then he had Jacoby Brisket. So, you know, I think Waddle. I think Waddle's going to be real sick. He already mm-hmm. is like really good. But I think he's going to be once he takes that next step, man. He is. He's kind of like a Devonte Adams. I honestly think he's just like Devonte Adams, maybe yeah, a little smaller. But I feel like Waddle has more in his arch, like his uh, skill skill bag. What are you going to call it? He's skill a little bag. bit better in the open field with the ball than Devonte Adams. The only thing is, I mean, he's such a good route runner. Yeah. That he reminds me of Devonte Adams when they, you know, when they run routes, but um, still a long way to go to get to Devonte Adams, yeah. obviously, but. I think Waddle's going to be a name for fantasy. Like he's going to end up playing on a shitty team, but he's going to be good. Especially so kind of be like A-Rob. He and Tua have played together for freaking like five years now. Yeah. So they already have that chemistry. As long as Tua stays the starter, I think Waddle is elite. Um, and then got, hold on. He's got, Myers has a Waller, and that's probably the biggest homer screw-over like, trade I've ever seen in my life. It ended up not being as bad. Because, actually, no, it was because I got Debo Samuel on that trade after week one. So, yeah, I got 
Daryl Henderson, Hawkinson, and Debo Samuel for uh God, who was it? I don't even remember. I know it was Waller and yeah. I, Waller, Hines, and somebody. Wow. I don't even remember. Um oh I gave him Cortland Sutton in that trade too. That was what it was. Well, he he also has Najee Harris, which he's had a really good season, but I feel like he's kind of slowed down here lately, but <coughs> he's really good. He's had and, a solid team for the most part all season, Zach has. And he's not had injuries, I don't feel like, but um yeah, I don't know what happened to him. He owns every single relevant dolphin in fantasy though. Yeah. Jalen Waddle and Miles Gaskin. So that's not a trio you want from the fucking Dolphins. But at least he doesn't have to start Gaskin because he has Javante Williams that's finally come on. So he's not finally come on. This was this last game was his first game where Melvin Gordon didn't play because he was declared out. That's why he's he actually had over sixty percent usage rate for the first time. Well, they don't need to use Melvin anymore because Javante yeah, is pretty sick. If, dude, if they let him, if they give him the starting role from here out, dude, Javante could be a league winner for like the rest of the fantasy like landscape. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. lastly, we'll do a, a a five second review of Stockton's team. No, no, we'll give him a we'll give him a regular. Break give, him a, give him a full minute. Okay. He needs more credit than anybody else. Dude, he actually has some decent players. Justin Herbert, Jacobs is trash. I, I will, I will die on that hill. Jacobs is just trash. But every now and then he'll have a good fantasy game. Um, but Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, they're both, you know, good starter. I mean, you can start Dillon at flex. So Aaron Jones, man. <clears throat> before he got like before he blew up, it was like we knew he was good, and they weren't making him the lead back. And now he is good, and I feel like I don't think he's had enough time to be the lead back because now you got AJ Dillon just carrying into his workload. Yeah, AJ Dillon is too good to keep off the field too. So I feel bad for AJ. Uh, what's his name? Aaron Jones, because I feel like he could be just real sick dude, if they just made him the lead back, like a three down back. But his receivers are pretty good too. Debo Samuel. Hopkins and Mike Williams. Yeah, I think Stockton's just kind of caught some bad breaks with bad bye weeks and injuries. Um, yeah, he even got what's his name? He got Hopkins, and then he was out for like two or three weeks. Yeah, as of late, he's had bad luck with injuries and bye weeks. But to start the season, it was a pretty abysmal, <laughs> pretty abysmal <laughs> management job. <laughs> I think Stockton would be the first to tell you that, though. He's admitted on multiple occasions, like. It all started with Mike Williams. He's like, yeah, man, I just can't get anything going this year. Like, it's just been the worst, worst luck this year. So, look, this is this is what happened. Okay, this is this defines a uh, Stockton season. Dan went into uh, Cleveland into the dealership, and he's like, Stockton, I'll give you my two thousand and sixteen Camry for that two thousand and twenty one. Uh, where does he work, Kia? Toyota. Toyota. For the Tacoma. And then he said yes, and then he got screwed from there on out. But he literally picked him up at the worst time possible, man. That was just an amazing analogy right there. 
I pulled a Michael Scott there because I started the sentence and it took me a while to figure out where I was going with it. Oh well, I guess we'll round out the podcast by doing some predictions for this week. Right. And we'll, we try, we'll, we'll try to make it quick. Yeah, we'll make this part quick. We're not going to do any in-depth analysis because we've already done that. Yeah, we gave everybody their credit. Tried to break down where they kind of had bad luck, etc. <clears throat> so now we'll kind of just do rapid fire, um, go down the matchup, right. and pick a winner. Okay, I'm going to beat uh, JJ. I'm going to go with you in that matchup as well because JJ accepted the L by trading for Pittman this week. Yeah. I think. Yeah, real quick on that. I tra- I texted him multiple times before that. He didn't reply. So like, I'm just gonna call him out in the group chat because if he doesn't accept this, he's gonna get uh, fucked on. <laughs> and he's already clinched the one seed, so yeah. there was no reason to not just accept an L this week. Okay, but uh, Sully and AP, possibly the biggest matchup of the week. That is the biggest matchup of the week, and. I'm going to go with AP and a nail-biter just because we all expect Sully to win and stuff doesn't always happen the way we expect it to. No, no, I agree. I'm with you on this 100%. Because AP is not a – I mean, AP is a legit, like, top probably two or three team in the league. So, I mean, he's not mm-hmm. – I think AP and, weeks one. And winner. he's got those two guys. That's all he needs, man. He's yeah. got Cop and Adams and, hell, Elijah Moore now is like 20 a week. But, so, yeah, I'll take a – Go with AP in this slight upset there, even though the seeding doesn't say so. Um, so, Dan versus Myers. I'll take Myers. I'm going to go with Myers as well, just for the sake of seeing some chaos with the, the bye week. Yeah. Um, if, AP, so, if, if Dan wants a shot, he's going to need Sutton or Kirk, one of the two to pop off. But I can't see that happening, and I think that would be the reason. And next we'll go with McKinney versus Stockton. I'm not even kidding. Stockton has played the playoff spoiler role for about three weeks now. Yeah. I like Stockton to keep his role. I like Stockton to win this week. He's got some guys back. He's got Hopkins, Debo, Mike Williams, may or may not. Play, which is, is Debo? No, no. Is Debo playing? Uh, they said they're hopeful that he plays. Yeah, and he was supposed <clears> to be <throat> on track to play the return this week, but well. LC. So, barring Debo and Mike Williams playing, I like Stockton. Yeah. If both of them are out, I like McKinney. I agree, hundred percent with what you just said. So I'm not going to elaborate anymore. And lastly, me versus Rin. Let you go first. No, no, you go first. No, no, you go first. You go first. No, I I insist. I insist that you give your pick first. No, I insist. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Okay. Um, Dude, I feel like I just don't, I don't think that my team is bad enough to lose. What would it be, three in a row now? No, 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 two in a row. But I just – I like my team over Rins. I I think I, I 
get a close one within 10 points, honestly. I I respect Ren's team too much to say anything negative about him, though. And I respect Ren as a person. He's my he's my brother. <laughs> so I just think I'm going to squeak out a close one against one of the, uh, you know, yeah. the best teams in so, the league. So this is what's going to happen. You got Eckler, you got Kamara. If they both play and they, the game goes as it should, because one of them plays the Giants, the other plays the Jets, I think those two will combine for, like, at least 50 for you. And, and Grin's going to be... You said if they play, Kamara's playing, he's off the injury report. I don't know if they play like they should. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. And I think uh, Niners game, well, you only have one player, but I think Jamar Chase is going to get you a long PD because... It's about damn time for him to get one, man. Guys, I think it's it's going to come full circle. While you're talking about Chase, I have to butt in because this guy has been fucking me all year long. I played him two times on two separate teams in the first five weeks, and this guy Mm -hmm. dropped like a combined 70 points against me. (laughs) I trade for him, and in four, three or four weeks, he's not topped 15 points. So. He's well, fucked me all year long, so I, I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he keeps doing it. But I'll let you keep going now. He did drop a like a I think it was like a forty or fifty yard touchdown last week, wide open. He just bobbled it. But. He not only dropped it, he tossed it up into the receiver or the DBs. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like right. literally lost his balance and tossed it up right at his chest, and he beat the guy by two yards. So yeah, I just don't see enough upside with any of these people besides Metcalf and that's sad to say. I do see Ayuk against the Bengals with a good game, especially if Debo is out. But well, um, so that's what happened last week too and look what happened. I think honestly I think you got too much you too well balanced here to And one of the things that can sway it too, I feel like Mahomes at home against the Raiders I feel like he's going to have a better game through the air than they will on the ground because he just threw five touchdowns against the Raiders uh, like four weeks ago. So I just, I I see that. I think he'll be fine. I see Mahomes having a good game through the air, which will hurt Clyde on the ground. And that's really flex. Do we just agree with every pick? We had me beating JJ. No, we disagreed on. Dan? No. No, we agreed on everything. Yeah, we did agree on every pick, yeah. So our picks are Myers, Fennel, AP, Stockton, and me. Yep, yep, yep. And if that holds, <clears throat> if that if that holds, if our picks hold, that would put me in the play come down to points. It would put me and at the four seed above Rin, and it would put Rin in a tie with Fennel at seven and seven, and it would come down to points between you two. So that would probably put Rin at five and you at six. But dude, that'd be perfect. And I have Dan loses, and I get him in the first round. So. <laughs> That, anyways, that would be the scenario. I would accept that scenario because obviously I would make it, but and I would get ran back to back weeks. That would put us at four and five. So, yeah, well, I think we're at like 70 minutes, but I think 
we covered everybody and their story for the most part. Weird season, man. It's been a weird season. But... Weird season indeed. I just hope to see that trophy again here in about four weeks. Same. Same. So, yeah, there are a lot we'll of people. Out soon out there, a lot of people out there don't know what we're talking about, isn't there, Fennel? Yeah, I don't think <clears throat> over half the league even knows what it feels like. Probably because ever since its existence, it's only been you and I who've ever touched it. So, and Rin. That's true. Damn it, Rin. You won last year. But, yeah. Yep. Good luck to everybody and to all a good night. And that's the podcast. All right. All right. So you can cut it.